Hey, Jamie, are you okay? I couldn't help but notice that you and Peter are having some issues. Am I right in that assumption? Yeah, I was kind of upset when he told the great lady I was going to be okay with playing the main part. But I talked to Sarah, and I think I'll manage it. She's actually pretty cool, you know? I guess. <laughs> Is everything else all right? I know you always let Peter drag you to the Christmas markets. You've been to, what, a dozen this year alone? I can't imagine that being easy for you, considering you don't even celebrate it. It's fine. Sure, sometimes it's a little exhausting, but he adores them so much. Every time he sees some handcrafted decorations, his eyes go wide and his voice goes an octave higher in excitement. Also, there aren't exactly a lot of Hanukkah markets to go around that we could go to for my pleasure. Otherwise, we would visit those as well. Like we do with the farmer's market and the supermarket and my cousin, Marquette. Besides, I don't hate them. I just don't enjoy them as much as he does. I don't think anyone does. But I'm happy to see him gloat like he's never seen any of it before. You know, it's so nice to hear you say that. Good old Pete got so lucky finding you. And don't you worry, whenever he needs a proper smackdown, I'll be standing right there behind him with a lecture prepared. <laughs> Thanks, Carmen. There is my actors. Are you ready for show? Yes. Yes. Back in the auditorium, the actors are reunited. Jamie, don't worry about me. I'm a god on stage, remember? As the show starts, Jamie's character, who remains unnamed, explains to the audience what they're about to see. He sets the scene. It is early Christmas evening, warm for this time of year, yet a thin layer of snow covers the ground. He introduces Peter's character as a mute boy who doesn't have a family, but celebrates with other orphans. After playing with his friends, he's exhausted and will sleep through Christmas. Then, the protagonist talks about his friend, Nemrak, and her daughter, Haras, who don't have much but each other. Finally, he introduces himself as a man without a family to celebrate with, and isn't sure if he should visit Nemrak, as he would be a burden and another mouth to feed for the night. After each introduction, he asks the other characters one crucial question. What is happiness? What do you think, Namrak? Happiness is being with family, of course. What about you, Haraz? Happiness is what you feel like after Christmas dinner. <laughs> uh, what about you, mute sleeping orphan boy? Well, I am but a lonely creature on Christmas Eve trying to find happiness for the feast. That mother and daughter couple seems to have figured it out. Let's see what they're up to tonight. Harris! Did you eat the last cookie even though you knew I was saving it for later? It's my favourite kind, orange mint. No, I didn't. Then how do you explain the crumbs all over your face? Honestly, I was wondering about those as well. It's weird how I just woke up with these. This isn't funny, young lady. I am... I'm sorry. That, uh... uh th that doesn't come until later in the scene. I know how much you wanted it. But I had no idea it was this important to you. You're going off script. I realize now how special that uh, the cookie was to you, and that you could have done much greater things with it than I did. I know it's too late to change that, but I don't want us to fight anymore. 
I think you're an amazing person and I admire you for how much effort you put into everything. And it's so cool that you have two horses. Finally, I think that not only as students, but also as women, it's important that we support each other. And once all this is over, I'd like us to be friends. I... I forgive you, Harris. And I agree with what you said. I think that's it from us, Jamie. In the audience, two what-you-wanna-call-ems discuss the progress of the play. Did they make change to story? I like. It's called postmodern, I think. Uh, as you see, family isn't always easy. But that doesn't mean they can't be happy together, right? What do you think, mute sleeping orphan boy? Right. This brings us to... Uh... It was at this moment that Jamie realized he has forgotten his next line and the entire next scene while bright lights and hundreds of eyes were directed at him, hundreds of ears waiting for the next words to come out of his mouth. But after having a short look at Carmen, Sarah and Peter, who have now joined the audience in the front row, he knows exactly what to say. The goddamn show must go on. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Maybe happiness isn't something constant, but rather something to be enjoyed in the moment. You can feel it during a big change in your life, when you find a new friend or forgive an old enemy. Sometimes it's during more mundane moments, like during a nice Christmas dinner or after you reconcile with a loved one after an argument. Sometimes you do something you don't enjoy to make your boyfriend happy, because his happiness brings you joy. Other times, he'll drive you mad and push you past your limits, only for you to realize that he does so to make you happy. Meanwhile, he deals with your quirks, because that's what ultimately brings happiness to him. And maybe putting on an act and pretending to be someone else for a little while for others' entertainment is what you think really makes you happy. But remember this above all, to become somebody else, and also to grow as a person in general, you must first accept who you are right now. To thine own self be true. So to answer, what is happiness? There isn't one true answer, but I think that we can all find something that is true to ourselves and cherish and celebrate that feeling. Thank you, everybody, and good night. play is done. But did the grey lady like it as well? Find out tomorrow. Peter Fitzgerald was played by Max Liebetreu. Sarah Fan was played by Tamara Payer. Carmen Gatter was played by Louise Marie Prack. Jamie Resnick was played by Dominic Padota. The Spectators were played by Alexandra Mewitz and Vanessa Maria Gasson Galindo. Professor Gruler was played by Charlotte Zerz. The narrator was played by Leonhard Engelmeyer. The harp was played by Kerry Whitman. This episode was written by Philip Kreuss.